What's up guys, it's Graham here. So throughout the last year, we've all seen the Great Resignation, where the number of workers who quit their jobs broke an all-time U.S. record. The Great Reset, which claimed that by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. And now we have a new topic that's beginning to gain a lot more attention and almost certainly going to happen a lot faster than people expect, and that would be the Great Wealth Transfer. Lately, there's been no shortage of articles and headlines talking about how the greatest wealth transfer in history has just begun, warning you on how to prepare while young people are being robbed of their future forever. So given how the vast majority of my audience is a millennial and will be directly affected by this, let's talk about exactly what the Great Wealth Transfer is and why experts say that this transfer will constitute the largest redistribution of wealth in human history. Although before I answer that, we should first transfer a tap to that like button by making it turn black for the YouTube algorithm. With just a quick second of your time, you'll get access to almost a dozen hours that were spent planning, filming, and editing this video all for the cost of a gentle tap of the like button or subscribe if you haven't done that already. So thank you guys so much. Now with that said, let's begin. All right, so first we need to talk about what the Great Wealth Transfer actually is and exactly what's at stake without having to spend $19,500 for an annual subscription that details the inner workings of a $60 trillion redistribution of wealth. But let's not get ahead of ourselves so quickly and we'll start with the basics. On the surface, the Great Wealth Transfer refers to a very large shift in money from baby boomers to millennials. And what makes this so significant is that a lot of money is about to change hands. Like, a lot, a lot. According to the Federal Reserve, Americans aged 70 and older had a total net worth of $35 trillion. And on top of that, older generations will hand down an estimated $61 trillion from 2018 to 2042, shaping the way our economy allocates its resources and prompting the questions. What's being inherited? Will it last? How is it going to be taxed? And why is this a problem? Well, keep in mind that as of right now, millennials are significantly further behind than almost every single financial milestone, owning less wealth, taking on more debt, earning a smaller amount, delaying home ownership, and refusing to invest, so they're quickly falling behind. Not only that, but it was also found that millennials own just 5% of all U.S. wealth. However, that's about to change because they're soon going to become the wealthiest generation on record. So that, of course, begs the question, what exactly is being passed down, and why could this be one of the biggest opportunities for everybody watching? Well, according to the Federal Reserve, $20 trillion is going to come in the form of corporate equities and mutual fund shares, or in other words, stocks, bonds, businesses, and other assets that could be liquidated. Almost $15 trillion is held in the form of real estate, like a primary residence, vacation home, rental property, or maybe even a corporate headquarters. And the remaining $21 trillion falls within the other category, like family heirlooms, art, cash, collectibles, and maybe even a priceless artifact that you had no idea existed until you went on the antique roadshow. In total, that's about $60 trillion trading hands over the next 30 years, which by the way amounts to 27% of all U.S. wealth and 157% of U.S. gross domestic product. So where is it all going? Nursing homes. Just kidding. Kind of. Well, one study found that adults who receive an inheritance save just half while spending, donating, or losing the rest, and nearly 20% of baby boomers who received $100,000 or more spend their entire gift. That means if we do some very basic napkin math, about $30 trillion is soon going to enter the economy through the sale of assets and additional spending. But here's where things get very interesting. HSBC surveyed that retirees expect to leave an average inheritance of $177,000, although actual numbers 
number shows something quite a lot different. The Federal Reserve found that the median inheritance was $69,000, and the average, when you account for the vast sums of wealth, was $707,000. Not to mention, things were even larger if you have a trust fund with an average balance of $4,062,918. So yeah, that's a lot of Starbucks and avocado toast. So obviously, when you hear numbers like this, on the surface, it makes you realize that most wealth is highly concentrated and passes down from one generation to another. In fact, if we break this down even further, it was found that the least wealthy group of families have received on average a $6,100 inheritance, while the wealthiest 1% of families have received on average a $2.7 million inheritance. Although despite some of these big numbers being thrown around, while we're on the topic of a wealth transfer, here's what I actually found the most surprising. It was found that 70% of families lose their wealth by the second generation and 90% lose their wealth by the third generation. Why? Well, first of all, contrary to what a lot of people believe, less than 5% of very high net worth individuals worth more than $5 million inherited their wealth. That's it. The other 83.7% are completely self-made, and the remaining 11.6% have inherited money and then turned it into something even bigger. That leads people to realize that vast fortunes are often created from those who grew up in families at or below the middle income. And as a result, their children see the hard work and struggles they had to endure for what they had. But still, 70% of the time, their children take this wealth for granted, and they don't take the proper precautions to watch it closely, and so they wind up with less than where they started. By the third generation, though, they tend to be so far removed from the efforts of their grandparents. And by not seeing these efforts firsthand, 90% wind up no wealthier than when their grandparents first started out, thereby repeating the cycle over again. This is something very important to mention because a great wealth transfer is very likely to be spent paying down debts, mortgages, and student loans, and then reinvested or spent on other endeavors. Like, did you know it takes the average recipient of an inheritance 19 days until they buy a new car? Now, even though that could be good news for Tesla share shareholders and car salesmen, the bigger talking point isn't so much the cash, stocks, and real estate, but instead the value and transfer of privately owned and operated businesses, which make up $21 trillion of that total amount. So just hear this out. On the surface, the U.S. Census Bureau estimates that baby boomers own about two-thirds the roughly 4 million U.S. businesses with employees. And as they get older, 70% are expected to sell those businesses as a way to pay for retirement. After all, only 40% of U.S. family-owned businesses transition into a second generation business, approximately 13 are passed down successfully to a third generation, and only 3% survive to a fourth generation or beyond. And I know this sounds a bit morbid, but in almost half of all cases, the business's failure is a direct result of the founder's passing, meaning very few businesses survive beyond the first generation, leaving the reality that over the next 10 to 30 years, the entire landscape of small business is going to change. So overall, in terms of what this means and how this impacts you, whether or not you're receiving a large windfall, here's what you need to know. One, millennials will soon become the wealthiest generation on record. This means that GameStop, AMC, and Dogecoin will soon become the staples of the American economy. Just kidding. But it does mean that eventually their socially conscious ideologies will become more of a reality. And in the process, we're likely to continue moving towards green energy, solar, tech, electric vehicles, social media, and designer coffee shops where everybody wears Converse. Now, two, millennials are becoming much more financially savvy. I think our generation has a much stronger grasp on risk, returns, diversification, and the importance of dollar cost averaging a good old index fund. On top of that, even though 40% of millennials said that they would not trust somebody else with their money, 60 
64% said that they would trust established wealth management brands more than the new players. Meaning there's a very even balance between the people who want to do it themselves on Wall Street bets and the people who hire a financial advisor to tell them not to panic sell. Now three, the IRS always wins and taxes are inevitable. For inheritances above $11 million and soon to be $5.5 million in 2026, 40% goes to the IRS, which is going to add up to a substantial amount. Now what's interesting is that under that threshold, inherited investments are only taxable on the gains that occurred after that person's passing. Meaning somebody could have invested $100,000 into Tesla, $20 a share, passed it on to their children with a market value of $5 million, and with that stepped up tax basis, their children would only be responsible for paying taxes on profit above that $5 million. Ultimately, this stepped up tax basis loophole is probably going to be eliminated at some point, but it is something to keep in mind. Before, economic spending is probably going to increase. This is arguably a great thing for the economy, because when 50% of inherited wealth is spent, that means a lot more money going back into circulation. We could see more real estate changing hands, cars being bought and sold, and more money being spent on leisure activity and vacation. So overall, that's going to boost everything else alongside with it. And five new opportunities are going to present themselves. As one door closes, another opens, and inevitably, investment and entrepreneurial ideas will come from a shift of demand, trend, and macro changes. That could also mean that when millennials prefer cash over stocks, that could lead to a surge in alternative assets like maybe cryptocurrency. So overall, the great wealth transfer is going to have a significant impact on our entire economy over the next few decades. And even if you don't get that $11 million trust fund, there's still going to be ever-changing opportunities from money being spent, moved, and built each and every year. Ultimately, this will lead to a lot more demand, new businesses will be built, and a lot more money is going to be spent. Economics Explained really said it best when they mentioned that the actual impact is going to be hard to predict. But money being moved from the hands of a generation with a high intensity to hoard and save wealth to a generation where 38% would rather spend money now than save it, it's going to create some type of boom, but we have to wait to see exactly what it is. So with that said, you guys, thank you so much for watching. Also, make sure to subscribe, hit the like button, add me on Instagram, or on my second channel, The Graham Stephan Show. I post there every single day. I'm not posting here, so if you want to see a brand new video from me every single day, make sure to add yourself to that. And lastly, if you want a completely free stock, now worth all the way up to $1,000 to start the new year, use the link down below in the description and sign up for public using the code Graham. You may as well do that. It's pretty much like free money. Enjoy. Thank you so much, and until next time.